0: five of good luck high five Woo-hoo! that's right i just put the top part of a christmas tree in my mouth that's not a lie it's true by which i mean a little debbie snack cake it's made out of chocolate but it's still a christmas tree i think calling it
1: made out of chocolate is too generous <laughs> What would you call it? Made out of some kind of Petroleum. sugar byproduct. <laughs> uh, one of my great contributions to the magic community, I think, has been teaching Paula Vida Dama De Damieroza what a little Debbie snack cake was.
0: Yes, absolutely. If you if you want to go back and witness that moment, you can go watch <laughs> the recap of covered from GP Minneapolis this past August. He was not impressed. Well, he shouldn't have been. <laughs> what
1: zebra cakes, though?
0: Is that supposed to be an argument? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, your Honor, I submit zebra cakes well, for your consideration. Motion denied. <laughs> hey, you're listening to a podcast that's all about Magic the Gathering, although all mostly, about, mostly mostly. about Magic the Gathering. Whether you are part of your magic community, you like going to GPs, PT. PPTQs, PPTQs, or are you just like hanging out and playing on Arena or around the kitchen table? We're here for you. I'm one of your hosts, Maria. I'm
1: another one of your hosts, Megan. And on today's show, uh, we've got a lot of magic news for you. Actually, we
0: sure do. I thought this was gonna be a slow news week, but I was wrong. You. Were Yeah. I had no presumptions about the space of news this (laughs) week.
1: You know, somebody used to work in news. I guess that's something that my mind just is like, is it going to be a slow news week or or a good news week? What are you talking about, Maria? It's the week after Thanksgiving. I know, right? It's supposed to be slow, even on Thanksgiving. Is it? Yeah, because man, on Thanksgiving Day and like Christmas Day, and New Year's Day, you would just be like, oh boy, what because am I going to put in this people show? People aren't out making news. Right. On They're days. not. They're a home m-
0: having fun and not making news happen. Or having stress. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Speaking of, coming up next week, I believe, uh, or in the coming month, if you are subbed to our board games channel oh, yeah. over on the Good Luck High Five YouTube, uh, we're going to bring you our top 10 games to play with your family this holiday season so that you don't have to have awkward conversations or play uncomfortable games like Cards Against Humanity. Great with friends, weird with family. (laughs) (laughs) That should be their tagline. Cards Against Humanity for that one. And
1: spoiler alert, this is actually the first time we're letting people know that we've moved our board games channel over to a different channel. Oh, that's right. Yeah, so uh, we used to have our board board game review every Monday with our game guy, Nicholas. And uh, Newsflash, we're moving it over to its own separate YouTube channel because if you subscribe to us for just magic, don't worry, it's only going to be magic content now. And if you like also like board game stuff, that channel is going to be all board games. That's
0: right. Nicholas was just too ambitious. He's got too many videos yeah. in the hopper.
1: Yeah, the, lots of cool stuff like top 10 lists, top 5 lists. He had a top 5 Kickstarter games for November that you might want to back, which is pretty yes. cool. And here's the thing we need you to go and sub to that channel if you're at all interested. Don't do it if you're not, obviously. <laughs> yeah. but. Uh, we need to get 100 subs on that channel before we can get a custom URL address for you to go to. So we can say good luck or YouTube.com slash GLHF board games or whatever. We need 100 subs. So we're at about 30 over there. So go over there. Um, you can find the link in the show notes to this episode. Just like look down at the text. It's in there. And we also tweeted it out. So you can go check back on our Twitter or our Facebook because uh, we let people know there. And soon enough, We'll have our own beautiful address that we can send you to.
0: That's right. Speaking of, you can always go to our YouTube, youtube.com slash Five. Yes. Check out whatever sick videos we've got happening over there. We've recently had some brawl videos featuring yeah. Card Kingdom's sparring decks, which are chef's They're kits. great. Beautiful. They're great. So well designed. So great. So much fun to play. Uh, and lots of other random stuff. You, you know. know we were telling you what's going to be on the show, but now
1: we're just telling you cool stuff because... That's true. This is- we
0: stopped telling you what was going to be on the show.
1: <laughs> I'll get resume that in one second because let's just stay on the off topic that we got on, which is I'm wearing this Good Luck High Five hoodie. That's right. Right now. And a lot of you express interest in wanting to be able to buy these. Yes, they are so nice. They're they have really these little great. thumb
0: holes in them in the hands. So, you you know, it's already there. Yeah. Um, and they're They're great. And you can get them, it's a limited print run.
1: Yes, one-time offer. One-time offer. We weren't going to do this, but so many people liked them that we're now doing it. Yes. And on the
0: back, you can get the name of any one of the GLHF pros. Yeah. Or good manager or bad manager <laughs> or your own <laughs> whatever custom you name. um like we've had people put you know like the what they go on by on twitch and on twitter we've had people put their own first name their own last name we've had people suggest that maybe they're gonna put spike tournament grinder on there That's which is cool great also so or you can be pretend
1: to be Kai Buda and have people come up mistakenly and shake your hand at a jeep. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, but these are great. It's become my favorite hoodie. They're lightweight. Um, I'm not messing around. You definitely want to go in and buy one of these. And it's like, uh, how much is it? Forty five bucks.
0: Yeah. It's forty five plus shipping. Yeah. Really cool. So it's nice. I would be wearing mine right now, except I wore it all last week while I was in the mountains. And Ooh, it smells bad. Ooh,
1: great, <laughs> yeah. great endorsement. Great so for the mountains. The mountains say it works. All right. So getting back to what's on the show, we have news. That's right. And we're going to tell you our top actionable tips for getting better at magic. That's right. We have each Very brought specific
0: you three short bullet points about things that you can bring to the game right now. With very little effort. It's like changing how you play to affect
1: your win rate kind yes. of things. Not like just overarching like you should know the set because we all know that yes. is something that will make you better. So it's kind of smaller things that actually happen in our real lives that were like light
0: bulb moments for us. Yes. We're also going to talk Ultimate Masters, because the full preview is out. I'm so excited. We'll pick out some of our favorite cards from the past. Yes. And talk about some limited strategies. We'll also have, at the end of this, a soapbox moment. If you are somebody who loves our soapbox moments, which I know you're people are out there, because you're going to get an earful
1: coming up at the end of this episode.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And we've got the winner of our November giveaway, so stay tuned for all of that. And more. And more coming up in the show. Before we start, though. I was just going to say, because there's always more. Oh, yeah, that is true. There's always more. (laughs)
1: We're going to say thank you to Card Kingdom for being one of our awesome sponsors. And they've got a really cool new product they can check out on their website, CardKingdom.com slash GLHF. And it's called the Designer Draft Lumeria, the Infinite City. So they've decided to make their own set in the vein of all the master sets that magic has created which is taking cards from past magic sets and repackaging them in something new for you to draft and they're like hey
0: we could do that yeah and so they did you know props to card kingdom they are out there doing like more creative work yeah it's with awesome all of the singles that they have than anyone else i think that is so true hands down like I can't think of anyone else out there who's doing the same stuff that they are. Because a lot of stores, they like, you know, they buy bulk and then they're just like, okay, this way I have, you know, Here's some my copies of this uncommon if people need it or whatever. Or I have some copies of this common if people need it for their commander deck or, yeah. you know, whatever stuff. But they're out there being like, what? interesting stuff can we build for people exactly you know we have our battle decks which help people you know play at the the kitchen table and learn the game and battle nicely against one another they have their sparring decks which are such an easy way to get into brawl uh and now they have this Pretty cool. So what happens
1: is you get a bundle with 24 packs of Lumeria, which by the way, Lumeria the Infinite City is a great name. Yes. I think it's excellent. And each pack has 10 commons, 3 uncommons, a rare or mythic rare, a guild gate, and a random foil from across uh, Magic the Gathering. So Awesome. I really want to play this and I emailed them so hopefully (laughs) they'll send this one (laughs) to play and give away because I think it's really cool. But anyway, yeah yeah, cardkeem.com slash GLHF. Ask for a sticker in your order and you will get one. Nice. And thank you to everybody who's a patron on patreon.com slash GLHF magic. Uh, thanks to everybody who became a new member in the past month and everyone who's been a sustainer from the very start. We can't thank you enough. That's right. And, um,
0: you, you know, know we awesome. sent out a bunch of rewards this past week. Yes. So if you've been waiting on them, there's a good chance it's on its way to you at this very moment. If it's not already in your two hands and you're staring at or it or your as four hands. <laughs> spooky Spooky. it may not be halloween but (laughs) is it
1: i'm in the mood to talk about four hands because we just watched the the uh, new rover land on mars that's right live from nasa the little beep boop and it's gonna meet
0: some new alien friends i'm so excited for it and it'll have to sing happy birthday to itself Just something the other Mars so, rover does. So depressing. It really is. It really is. If ever, if uh, ever you're like, I'm too happy right now. I need just to. For, I need just to, think to sober about this. I want you to like close uh, your eyes and picture a tiny little rover like perched <laughs> on the red, dusty surface of Mars with nothing living in all in, like in sight and just Anywhere. like playing. To itself the little tune of happy birthday <laughs> as like the wind whips across the vast Martian plains. This is the most depressing thing I have ever heard.
1: And also, why would you program your robot to experience this amount of sadness?
0: It's not experiencing sadness. You're isn't anthropomorphizing it, the robot it like right now.
1: <laughs> maybe it's sentient maybe it's gained sentience. You think so? No, but I dream about that happening every day. Yeah i think about the right words to say to my alexa to turn her human
0: it's not sad unless you make it sad remember that about (laughs) robots (laughs) everybody (laughs) it's time for some magic news that's right Maria, what's happening in the world of magic right now?
1: Thing number one is Grand Prix Warsaw happened this past weekend. Yep, it was
0: Guilds of Ravnica Limited.
1: Exciting. Yes. And none other than coverage friend and all-around awesome magic player Eduardo Sajkalik won the whole thing. That's right. We saw him just
0: last weekend in Milwaukee where he was doing coverage. And you know
1: what? This is something I want to say about Eduardo. He was in a great mood. He's like, I'm going to take a vacation. I'm going to Warsaw. I'm going to play in the GP and then I'm going to go to japan i'm gonna travel nice so his spirits were up and he credits that as being part of why he won and there's been so many people this past season of magic who have said to me i'm doing better because i adjusted my attitude about the game and i said you know what i'm not gonna put so much pressure on myself like brian Braun doing he's like i'm just gonna go up to every game and just be like all right well let's see what happens and enjoy it and then he made it he made it back to world championship this year because of that attitude and that's what he credits and i think that you know what i think there's something to it yeah I think there's something to it. Attitude, you know, attitude makes a difference. Also, Eduardo said that he drafted green a lot this weekend because nobody wanted to touch it. Yeah. Because nobody thinks green is very good. And he just capitalized on it and took all of the cards because nobody wanted them because they were like forcing
0: red and blue or blue and black. In his GP winning draft deck that I'm looking at right now, the first two creatures are creatures that I would only (laughs) play if... I did not have any other cards. <laughs> Bart, You're being too hard on the bats. Bart is in bats, which is the 3-1 flyer for three and a black, and Child of Night, Ugh. which are just like, those are just two cards. You're right. Bats is like slightly better, but like I've, I don't think I've played a Child of Night no. in this format yet because it no. feels so bad. No. But this black green deck got him there. Two copies of Spinal Centipede. Wow. Um, like when's the last time you played that card? I played from time to time every once in a while it does have a copy of affectionate indrick which is okay one of my is that favorite the best cards. card in this deck oh uh, i think so i think it is yeah. yeah the the only other remarkable thing
1: about it is oh wait excuse me it has assassin's trophy and two deadly visits that's true Two dead weights and a necrotic wound that's how he won
0: yeah i mean this is some okay. very good because
1: the creatures are nothing to write home about
0: yeah um but that's, that's okay. pretty great good job pretty, eduardo pretty cool so congratulations to him all right, coming up next on news is an artist boycott. That's right. So, artists uh, have gotten together, um, a number of them, and been like, hey, we're not going to Magic Fest events in 2019 um, because it's just, it's, you know, there's so not, an, it's so expensive for them and there's not enough in it for them.
1: Yeah. So they wrote a letter um, that's just basically an open letter to a- anybody who plays Magic, and they said, hey, you know what, we would love to come to these things, but the problem is we just don't have the ins- incentive to come there like we used to in the past. You know, we used to get free flights, we used to get our ho- hotel rooms comped, these sorts of things. Nowadays, that's not really the case anymore, and uh, they feel that they're kind of being a little bit misused because they're promoted as part of the event, like, come to this event, you'll get to meet these, such and such artists have their signed their stuff whatever yeah. um but they're not being compensated as being uh, like a guest that is featured as being part yeah of the grand prix
0: yeah so a lot of what they've said is that they're treated now more like vendors yes which is where like they're expected to bring pr- a lot of product and like have a bunch of stuff to sell and a lot of artists are like hey that's like that's not what i'm in it for like that's not the role of artist Right. If you're a sure. magic artist, you shouldn't necessarily be expected to, if you're going to come to events so that people can Just meet sell, you, sell, right? sell, 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 sell. Exactly. Like they want to come so that they can meet people that are part of the community so that they can like, this is an opportunity for people to get their cards signed. If they really love those cards and they love that art and they want to have those cards signed by an artist, that's really their only opportunity. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, of course artists want to be around for that. Like they want to, they want to support that aspect of loving the game, which is awesome. But It's not reasonable to to say, hey, you also have to sell stuff in order to make this at all financially feasible for you.
1: Right. And to anybody who doesn't think this is a big financial burden for an artist, let us reassure you that it definitely is. Yeah. The time and the money that has to go into flying somewhere, getting a hotel, investing your time in this event when you are not creating work.
0: Like these are work hours that you're sacrificing and all that kind of thing. Not to mention like the cost of, like the upfront cost of making play mats. If they're like, hey, you want to bring print to sell you want to bring play mats to sell and it's like okay you have to cr- you have to get all of those printed which is not cheap oh yeah and you have to ship them there right like you're yes. transporting all of this stuff it's a huge financial burden for them and i i do think that it is wrong
1: to promote artists if you're not paying them yeah, to be absolutely. there i think that's a little
0: Because you think about all of the posts that like Channel Fireball makes. It's like, hey, come to this event. Like, here's an artist that's going to be there. Here's one of their pieces of artwork. And to think that like they're not paying that person for their time to come when they're like promoting it as a reason to come to the event. Yeah, I think that's weird.
1: So anyway, their letter ends with, we hope our voices of concern will spark changes that make these events more fun, engaging, and rewarding for everyone involved. And then it's signed by a number of magic artists. Uh, Titus Lunter is a name that jumps out to me here. Winona Nelson is an artist you're probably familiar with. Randy Vargas is a huge magic artist, um, among a, a, a number of other names on this list, too. Yeah. So anyway, we hope that they can come to a better deal with Channel Fireball to be able to come to these Magic Fest events because... It would just be not a Magic Fest without the artists.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I know that, like, I love going to a GP and, like, walking by the artist booths and seeing, like, lines, right? Like, at yeah. GP Vegas every year, there's huge lines to get stuff signed. Um, and it's it's really cool. And some people really love it and value it. Yeah. So
1: When I got my little hyenas umbras umbra signed by Howard Lyon, it was just, like, an That's awesome right. experience. Yeah. I loved it. So, yeah. Hopefully um, some changes there are coming in the future.
0: That's right. Next up, today was the day for a banned and restricted announcement. All right. What got banned? What's going down in there KCI? There are no changes. Oh. All right. Maria, there's not even been a <laughs> modern tournament yet that could, like, make that. Just, <laughs> what are you doing? This is
1: all I'm saying is next year there's a lot of modern events. That's true. At the start of the year. And I think that KCI is going to. Here's my hot take: in the top eight of every single one of them.
0: Wow, that's a very hot take. At least two. Uh, I disagree.
1: Mark it down. Put it in your diary that I said this 2018. Maria Bartholdi,
0: whatever date it is. There will be. Okay, here's Maria's (laughs) prediction: there will be KCI in every single modern top eight. Yes. And it will win at least two modern events. Yes. In all of 2019. All of 2019, absolutely wow that's a i was really only thinking about the hot. first part wait so that. you mean the first half okay yeah, yeah. wow <laughs> In, okay there you go wow <laughs> okay my, don't let me forget here's this. my bet
1: that won't happen great <laughs> great we're this is our bet don't let okay. us forget this bet everybody because uh, after the first tournament i could lose yeah and i want to know if i lost
0: all right you know Maybe I could see 2019 being the year that ancient stirrings gets banned. That's what I'm. Th- that's but what I'm thinking. At the same time, I think that there have been a lot of creature decks that are still up there and are still on the rise. And, you know, yeah, well, no one complains about those, even though creatures are dumb. So, <laughs> stay tuned for that being on a shirt, by the way. <laughs> that's
1: right. Thing number uh, four
0: is uh, December 3rd through 7th. Uh, there are some events on Arena. There is Singleton. Events happening. Singleton constructed, which is one of my favorites. I still have my singleton is it deck that that the Torah came up with uh sitting in my account, ready to go. I've been waiting for the singleton event to come back. Yeah, it's like Brawl without the general. So that's right. I love it too. Love it. I love that is it deck. Um It's a great deck. In fact, next actually this week. I wonder, you know what? If you're like wondering, what is this deck? Maybe coming this week, I can give you a little walkthrough of it. Okay. You could see what's what in it. What's what in the is it deck? That's right. You know what? Even though there's not a singleton constructed event running right now, maybe Maria and I can hop on with some opposing singleton decks to get you ready for next week and challenge each other. So check our YouTube this Wednesday for those hot vids. That'll be sweet. And also
1: on the 4th, December 4th, tune in to twitch.tv slash because we are the, um, what's the word? kind of like promoted streamer that featured streamer featured streamer for the week for that day so check us out we're gonna be streaming um on the fourth as we do on tuesdays but yeah that's a special super special tuesday so tune in then i've been making a
0: lot of really weird standard decks that's right and it'll be during the singleton events so i will definitely force some singleton in there
1: Okay, thing number five. This is not a piece of news, but when I opened this doc today with our show notes in it, I only had one thing written, and it was Pop-Tart (laughs) question. So I feel like we need to honor what I wrote in here. Yes. And you can all play along at home. This was uh, based off of a tweet that BDM had a little bit earlier uh, this month, and it was, if someone asks you to bring them a Pop-Tart, what do you bring them? If I'm like, Megan, will you please bring me a Pop-Tart? What what exactly do you bring me?
0: I go to the store, and I I purchase you, like, a box of Pop-Tarts.
1: And what do you bring me?
0: I bring you, I mean, I bring you, like, the box of Pop-Tarts. You just give me the whole box. Yeah. Maybe, you know, like, if you, like, okay, <laughs> now wait. Now that I'm making you feel, like, I'm think just, about it. I'm just, like, thinking it. about it specifically. <laughs> okay. If you're, like, say you're here at the office. Yeah. And you
1: text me. And I'm, like,
0: bring me a, Pop- me a Pop-Tart. Tart. And I'm, like, okay. So I go, like, to the grocery store and I pull off. Look, I'm telling you, like, cherry frosted, okay? Those oh, are the ones that we're nice. getting. Um, I will probably give you, like, one sleeve, and then we'll leave the box here, because I'll also eat some of okay. them. Okay, yeah. But I, c- I consider, like, my duty fulfilled after <laughs> giving you one sleeve <laughs> with two Okay, great. in it.
1: Perfect answer. Okay. Uh, the, the real debate was, <laughs> so you've entered not a monster category, was... Are you a monster? If your answer is I'd give you the single Pop-Tart. Yes. Like I yes. open the sleeve and I'm and you're like, here's your stinking single naked Pop-Tart out of the sleeve. There you go. Oh, like, man. Does that make you a monster? In my
0: opinion, yes. Okay, wait. There's an exception to that. Unless you have them already in your house. Which is why I was saying, like, again, considering a scenario yeah. in which you and I are here in the office and there's like a box of Pop-Tarts and you're like, hey, can you bring me a Pop-Tart? I'm like, okay, yeah, then I'll, I'll go bring you heat one up one. and bring you one heated yes. Pop-Tart. That is the only time I accept that. Also, Pop-Tarts are trash unless you toast them. Oh, absolutely. They're so bad. Ugh. And do you know what? I didn't always think that. I used to love Pop-Tarts and I would eat them oh, raw. Really? Now I think about it. And raw. like, that's, Yeah, quote-unquote <laughs> That's disgusting. It's awful. Also, once I, home, I made homemade Pop-Tarts. Oh, my gosh. And it was freaking amazing. Did you
1: bring any today? No, because it was a
0: long time ago. Oh. But I'll make some soon. Yes. Blueberry. Ooh, you want blueberry? Or raspberry okay maybe we can raspberry make some of both. okay great great, great great or we great. can make blueberry raspberry
1: whoa both two and one
0: yeah oh, sick
1: yeah so Anyways. i i agree correct answer anyway what is what do you think about this whole pop tart debate you can tweet at us with the hashtag pop t- pop up pop tart what <laughs> pop pop qu- pop quiz <gasps> there we go there it is
0: sometimes you just
1: need a little time to find the perfect hashtag pop quiz what would you bring me when I ask you to bring me a pop quiz
0: it's time for our top tips what did i write here top easy action tips for improvement which is a (laughs) weird way to say an infomercial yeah what
1: i mean is these are these are very specific tips that you can implement today to improve your magic play
0: that's right maria why don't you kick it off with your top easy action tip (laughs) for improvement
1: you don't need any wd-40 for these tips There, easy action. All right, this is the one that sparked the idea for the segment in my head, which was I remember back when we were playing the Community Cup, and we were at Watsi headquarters, and we had Yol Larson as our teammate, who was kind of our pro on the community team. And I was, was sitting there looking at Magic Online, contemplating my attacks, and I'm like, maybe I'll attack with this creature and this creature. And Yol walks over to me, and he looks at me, and he's like, why are you just attacking with those two? And I said, well, the other blocks are profitable for my opponent. So why would I just send my creatures in to die? And he goes, well, there's no chance your opponent blocks those creatures. They're going to let those ones through because they have better blocks here and here. Or they need, or if they do block those tiny creatures, well, great. Now you've gotten in eight damage that you wouldn't have otherwise. And I was just like, what? It was, you know, galaxy brain moment for me because I had never considered the benefit of attacking with more creatures to push more damage because that's how I knew I was going to win the game. Or, like, who cares? This creature is irrelevant. You know, if they block there, my other ones will get through, or they'll, they're never going to block my tiny ones, and then I get through f- for two extra, and they have unprofitable blocks. And that's just something I want you to think about the next time that you're attacking... Classic aggro play. I know. Advice. I was just like going to be like <laughs> caveat. Your deck wants to attack in this yes. scenario, which also, is you all have of my multiple decks. Multiple
0: creatures to attack with. Yes, yes, yes. So we're talking like at least three attackers. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Which, gosh, yeah. You know that's the world this you're is living in. Megan's nightmare. Okay. <laughs>
1: Okay, (laughs) but uh, yeah, it's kind of counterintuitive when you're a newer player. You're like, I don't want my little one-two to die in this combat. Well, chances are it won't even die because your opponent doesn't care, or your opponent will be taking way more damage than they would have taken otherwise. And either way, that is good for you. There you go. That's my number one tip. Oh, all right. And it's made me a significantly better player, especially in limited. I found
0: for sure. All right, what's your What's your number one tip? Um, so my first tip, I don't know if it's my number one one. Okay. First but tip. My first tip is not trading two creatures of equal size if you have a better blocker next turn. Great one. I just found that I did this, and like, we've been playing seven years now, six, seven years now. Yeah. Uh, and I still do this sometimes if I don't actively think about it, where if like, my opponents on the play they play a 2-2 on turn two yeah i play a 2-2 on turn two and i have a 2-3 in hand to play on turn three yeah and like they attack and i'm like this is a fine trade maybe they're both vanilla right or maybe theirs has like a marginal upside as like an amara or whatever and mine's like a whatever and i'm like okay yeah i'll block this trade cool 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 that's great right i just traded card for card yeah and it's like no why And there's a chance, like there's a very good chance that down the line, like my creature's job is just going to be to trade with this two two, but like it's worth taking two damage to find out, right? Like maybe I draw a pump spell later. Maybe I sure have you know. You need critical mass later exactly. in the game. Exactly. Maybe I want to or make a, chuck a good blocker even. Yeah, maybe I want to make a good double block later in the game. That's going to be profitable for me why am I doing this? So just slowing down sometimes and thinking sometimes it is right to trade right then. It's like, okay, what my deck wants to do is make sure. Yeah. But if you're looking at a hand or it's like next turn, I can just play something or I'm likely to draw something that will just be able to block this creature easily. Honestly, even if it's like an 05 wall or something. Yeah. Just, you know, get it out there and block with that instead.
1: Sometimes it's worth it to take two damage to find out.
0: Yes. <laughs>
1: there you go. <laughs> Life is a resource, people. It's to be used. Okay. <laughs> this is my second tip. Um, this one was made um, more evident to me when I recently played at Grand Prix Seattle. And uh, it's know your outs and actually play to them. Okay. This is something that players say all the time. Know what's in your deck. Know how what you can do to set yourself up to win, even if you're in a disadvantaged position. But the thing is, we don't often live by this rule. Yeah. We're just like, uh, I can't win. I give up. I'm not going to try. Maybe if I drew my dragon. All right. But here's the thing. This is what sets people who win, you know, 63% of the time. From people who win 58 percent of the time yeah i think this is the kind of small margins that you've got to go for and i remember a game where i was sitting there i talked about on the show way back then when i was playing with my uh sram senior artificer deck and i knew i said i'm like what way could i possibly have to win this game and i knew that it involved drawing a combination of my one one cat lifeling cat sacred cat and um a spell pierce and I was like, okay, what do I need to do to set that up to be able to happen? And it involved like playing a series of three cards. And I got it! It happened, everybody! My, what I c- could possibly have as an out actually occurred, and I won the game. <laughs> it was unbelievable. That yeah. was probably the best feeling in all of Magic, that I knew what I had to do, and I worked towards it, and I got there. Do, will I always get there? No way. No way. But the small percentage of the time that you do is a percentage that you make up in wins. And where that tiny little edge um, comes between winning X percentage of the time and like getting your win rate up just a little bit. And it's worth it, too. Even if it doesn't pan out, it works your brain to the point where next time you're in a similar scenario, you can make better decisions and hopefully um, win those games as well. Yeah. There
0: you go. Uh, my next tip is just trying to use all of your mana or as much of your mana as you can every turn. Again, this isn't like a 100% of the time. Sometimes sure. you're going to make some strategical decisions um, that are going to be a little bit better, but maybe use less mana that you have than you have available to you. But generally speaking, if you're looking at your hand and looking at your mana available and what you're thinking about for planning your turn is, what is the most efficient way for me to use all of this? You're going to win more games.
1: Right. This is how I feel about gas in my car. What? <laughs> you know, if I'm driving around uh-huh. and I'm like, I could go fill it up now uh-huh. or I could wait until it's all gone and then yeah. fill it up.
0: You know what? I do that all the time. Oh, the closest I ever got was I have a 15 gallon tank. Yeah. And when I filled it up, I got 14 point, <laughs> Maria, 14.995. <laughs> gallons of gas you really did it 14.995 gallons of gas i'm ashamed I to admit i don't know how big my very is. very good about
1: that that is excellent oh uh,
0: it was it was a great feeling it was a great moment oh
1: uh, i love that so much and that's exactly how you should feel when you're spending your man on a turn as a general
0: rule yes
1: because it sets you up better in later turns to be able to double spell Casting two things on one turn, which is critical for winning games of Magic. Yeah, which is a
0: way to get ahead, finally. Yes. You know, a lot of the early game is just like building up, building up, building up, building up. And then it's like, okay, who's going to stumble first?
1: And then it's time for some boom, boom baddies hitting the
0: table. That was really (laughs) upsetting.
1: (laughs) My last tip is very, very general. So I lied when I said they're all specific is know that you're a good player. There you go. And even if you're not that good you're probably you know chances are you're better than a lot yes. of people in that room
0: you're at least you're at least you're at least okay. okay
1: all right and that's what i want you to know is no matter how much you go into that tournament and you're like oh I, i'm sure i'm like the worst player here i'm at least bottom 10 percent. no you're not no treat yourself like you're at least okay treat yourself to being okay and don't assume your opponent is better at magic than you yeah seriously because you will play worse when you assume that you're going to lose. If you sit down and you're like, oh, my opponent looks like a grinder. They look like they play magic online 24-7. You know what? Even if they look like that, they could just be like terrible or someone who only plays at their kitchen table. They're just there to have fun. Or do you know what? You might still be better than them. Yeah, that's true. That's true. You know? Yeah. See, so even now I need to learn the this the benefit lesson. of that
0: doubt. Yeah. There you go. That's our that's our top yeah. Wait, here I have one more. Oh, okay, go. So my my last one is um you don't have to make optimal use of every card every time. Yeah, this is a great tip. This is, I think, most recently my biggest downfall. For sure. I think in the last couple of months. You want value. It's it's exactly is what has defined my losses (laughs) the most. Um, where it's just like, oh man, this card is like, right, I'll like sit on it until It's too late because I was waiting for the perfect moment for it. Yeah. And you just can't do that. It's kind of like when you're playing against infected modern and you want Mm -hmm. to wait and kill their creature on their turn because you're like, I'll two for one them. It'll be great when they like target it with a pump spell or whatever. And it's like, if you do that, you're going to die because they're (laughs) going to have a way to protect it. So don't do that. No. Um, you know, kill it on your turn sometimes. And it's that exact same thing. I know I talked about it. Um, Back in August when it happened, but when I was playing GP Minneapolis here, which was Dominaria Sealed. Wait, no, Corset Sealed. Yes. And I, I got to play against Yuya Watanabe. Oh, I remember this. Um, who is obviously an amazing player. <laughs> I sat down and I was like, oh, boy. Um, and his deck was like kind of rough. He had obviously opened like a really mediocre sealed pool, um, but he had just gone aggro with it, which is uh, the answer that a lot of people go with. Yeah. And my, my sealed pool was like really solid. I had two copies of deadly visit, which is the three black, black removal spell. And that card is so great, right? Yeah. It kills everything except that it's not great when your opponent is only playing crappy creatures. Yeah. Uh, and so it got to the point where he had like a bunch of two twos and a daggerback basilisk. And I had like some really solid blockers, like a four, four and a two, two and a two, three or whatever. Right. And I'm like, this is great. I have this deadly visit in my hand and I'm like, I want to start attacking now. Yeah. But I'm like, I don't want to use this on any of these dumb creatures. And then before I was a, like, I just sat on it for too long. Because part of my brain was like, this card has to have more value. It's such a good card. And eventually he played like that plus three, plus three, and all creatures have to block it if able oh, on the basilisk boy. and like wiped my board. Yeah. And you it know? was brutal. And honestly, a couple of turns before I had been like, should am I just supposed to play this on this basilisk? Like it's the best card in, on his board, but like it's still a really crappy card. <laughs> it's not good. I don't want to use this great <laughs> removal spell on it. And the truth is I should have. You I should know, have not sat around on that dumb card. Sometimes you have to respect the basilisk. Sometimes
1: you do. And the same people think people have said the same thing about an 5 wall, and they're like, Am I really yeah. killing this? Well, and yeah. Sometimes the answer is yes. Because that wall is gonna soak up, you know, how much damage over the course of the game. Yep. Kill it if you need to. So there you go. Those are our those are our top tips. Top tips uh for that you can put into place today! Today. Fire up arena. Get on out there. Play some games. If you use a top tip, please send us a screenshot with the hashtag top top tip.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Maria. Yes, Megan? Could there be nicer gifts for the gamer in your life than some sweet ultra pro swag this holiday season? You know what,
1: Megan? There could not. And I'm opening one right now as if you would under your tree or however you give presents away. And I'm just... So happy that I got this
0: sweet deck box. Yes, exactly. This is the M2 deck box that you're looking at right now, which is lovely. It has a little slide-out dice tray. It has a slide-out box for your deck, which is a huge thing. I love this. Right? It's so nice. I love that you can, like, slide the little tray out. You know which way your cards are facing, so if you're in a tournament setting, you're not worried about, like, showing them accidentally what deck you're playing. Yeah. Um, you know, and if you're, you're looking for stuff like... Bags, Sweet gamer bags, like the bag that changed Maria's life. Oh, yeah. So we always refer to it. (laughs) That's what it is. (laughs) Some really nice dice out there, like their gravity dice. They also have like metal D20s and stuff. If you've got people in your life who play D&D or other tabletop RPGs, there's great stuff for all sorts of gamers out there.
1: Yeah, and if you have a special character that you love in Magic, chances are it's on a box from Ultrapro. Yes, (laughs) or a playmat. Yeah, so go over to UltraPro.com and check their stuff out. They've got everything you could want for the oh, gamer on you your You know list. which
0: one I was looking at earlier today because it's out in our office right which now? Which one? Thassa. Oh, Thassa. I love
1: it. So good. Thassa looks so good. I love that playmat.
0: I remember that being one of the first playmats that I looked at and I was yeah. like, wow.
1: Great playmat.
0: Amazing. You can
1: also buy their stuff over at cardkingdom.com slash GLHF. So tons of places to get your cool Ultra Pro swag on. And yeah, yep. lots of really great gifts or stocking stuffers like the Relic Tokens are perfect for that. Yep. And uh, they're a really cool company. So check them out. Head on over there.
0: Peace.
1: (laughs) (laughs) All right. We're going to talk about Ultimate Masters now that the set is fully spoiled and what you can expect coming up in Sealed and Draft. That's right. Because... There's nothing I like better than drafting a master set. I think that's probably true. I love drafting these things. They're made for drafting.
0: That's true. You know, I really enjoy them. I don't know that I love them as much as you do.
1: I think I'm. it's still a holdover from the first master set, Modern Masters, number one. Yeah, You really love that. Which I love more than anything.
0: I really, like I said, I really enjoy them. I do miss, like, the flavor of... Of the of, world. Of a regular draft set. Sure. Because to me, it does, you know... It's lacking a little bit where it's like, oh, there are all of these cool strategies, but it's not as synergistic. Well, let's take a look at what the synergies
1: are going to potentially be in Ultimate Masters. And we're going to start things off. With <laughs> White. <laughs> White. White. <laughs> and just like a cursory glance through shows us that, thanks to our preview cards like Daybreak Coronet, oh. White's got a lot of auras going on. Nice. Just looking here, I've got Daybreak Coronet, which, you know, that card's great. I've got Conviction, which is kind of a bad aura, but it's an aura nonetheless. Um, And lots of uh, just kind of really solid cards. Fiend Hunter here in white.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Faith's fetters great great aura uh god's willing great for protect, protection for creatures that you've put a lot of things on
1: hyena umbra of course we knew that one yeah. was in here
0: we've got heroic creatures like hero of arois <gasps> wow! one and a white for a two two aura spells you cast cost one less to cast heroic whenever you cast a spell that targets hero of arois put a plus one plus one counter on it i love that card and wasn't this a yeah. rare back in the day in theros you know i think I it i
1: now it is at Uncommon in this set, so that's pretty sweet. Yeah. Wow. Phalanx leader from Theros is back again with Heroic when you also put a plus one, plus one counter on it anytime that you uh, target it. You with put a, a
0: plus one, plus one counter on each, each creature oh, oh, you control. Oh, that's the each creature one. That's <gasps> right.
1: Cool.
0: Yeah. So that is, that's pretty cool. So Heroic. Very much up your alley.
1: Auras. Wingsteed Rider is back. Oh,
0: classic heroic creature. If you haven't played with this card, oh, are you ever in for a treat? You'll look it. at it and be like, "Is this really? Like, is this is this as good as it looks?" And the answer is yes. Yes, two two flyer for three.
1: One white white. Whenever you cast a spell, it targets it. Put a plus one plus one counter on it. Flying. Wow, wow, Card's awesome.
0: So make sure you pick up those God's Willings. Oh yeah, target target these and protect them while they've got all yes. those auras God's on Yes, God's
1: Willing. Very important. Remember
0: not to name a color that is a color of an aura (laughs) on your creature, because it will fall off. (laughs) Very important to know that. You know.
1: So, yeah, heroic across white and apparently red as well. Yeah. Let's quickly zoom down to red here and take a a look. We've got cards like, yeah, here
0: you go. First one, a Crone Crusader. Yep. And Arena Athlete. Both heroic
1: creatures Mm -hmm. in red. Very aggressive heroic creatures at the same time as well. Yeah. Ooh, Megan, are you going to play with Conflagrate? yeah it's an uncommon in this set deals X damage divided as you choose among any number of targets for Xx red and you can flash it back for red red and discard X cards.
0: very nice. So
1: something else that red has got going on besides heroic is madness.
0: yeah and some
1: spell stuff too. Ooh,
0: I love madness like looking at these two cards right next to each other, faithless looting and fiery temper. Whew, beautiful cannot wait. What's better what's madness's best friend flashback yeah
1: for show. Anyway, Fiery Temper, yeah, deal three to anything. and Well, Madness's madness goes-
0: best friend is discard. Yes, yeah, yeah, that's true.
1: So Madness, if you don't remember, says if you discard this card, discard it into exile. When you do, cast it for its madness cost or put it into your graveyard. So basically, you're getting value if you have a card that says discard something. You can discard this and pay its madness cost and cast it for a cheaper cost.
0: Oh, I miss Madness. That was a great. That it was, was really good. That was back in Shadows over Innistrad. I loved. I Beautiful. really enjoyed that draft set, and I really enjoyed Madness. So I'm excited to play with it again. Desperate
1: Ritual in red here. <laughs> one in a red, add three red to your mana pool. Yeah, you know, you know, storm, storm, storm stuff. Staple. Yeah, so I think spells, Madness happening here in red, and a little bit of heroic. Ooh, there there's a too.
0: generator servant. So you could also potentially do some ramping.
1: Oh yeah, sack it to add uh, colorless, colorless.
0: Yeah, and if it's nice.
1: spent on a creature, it gets haste until end of turn. Speaking of madness, how do you like Mad mad Prophet, Megan? Oh,
0: that's right. Three and a red. Haste. Tap. Discard a card. Draw a card. It's a little tutu. All right. Into it. Into
1: it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Aggressive madness and spells and uh, heroic in red. Young Pyromancer getting a reprint, too, by the way. Oh, yeah. In red. Okay, so let's...
0: And Thermo Alchemist is in there.
1: Go back up here to Blue. What's Blue's deal?
0: Well... Spells, spells, always spells. There's Archaemancer, which is one of my very favorite creatures. Oh, great creature! Two blue blue for a one two human wizard. When it enters the battlefield, return target instant or sorcery from your graveyard to your hand. Excellent. What value? Ether Snipe. What value? It's
1: a four four for six. When ETBs return target nonland permanent to its owner's hand. Boom. Yeah. Or you can cast it for its evoke
0: cost for one blue blue, where you just get the effect instead of the creature. Oh, beautiful. Love that card. Yeah. Ether Snipe is a solid buddy. It is a solid buddy. It's a solid buddy. Of course, blue has my classic card advantage favorites, <laughs> like Dig Through Time. Yeah. Uh, hello, old friend. Dig Through Time. Um, Delve. It's an instant uh, for six blue blue, but again, it has Delve. Nice. Um, look at the top seven cards of your library. Put two of them into your hand and the rest on the bottom of your library in any order. And, of course... Of course, my best friend of all time. Oh yeah,
1: Treasure Cruise. The is card the that
0: I am. <laughs> treasure Cruise. Treasure Cruise. Welcome back. What am I? I'm a boat.
1: You're just a giant boat. Yeah. You know some going to of find us some are treasure. Yep. I'm excited about Eel Umbra. So there's also going to be a Le slight aura theme in blue. It appears, flash enchant creature. It's a one in a blue aura enchanted creature gets plus one plus one as totem armor. So we've got totem armor in white, in blue, and in green so far in this yeah. set. So that's pretty awesome. So, totem armor. If you don't know, if the enchanted creature of be destroyed. You're here talking
0: about the totem inst- armors. <laughs> Instead, of remove course. all damage and is- destroy the orange. Or We're in blue, Beautiful. the color of a card like foil and treasure cruise. <laughs> and you're over here talking about eel umbra. <laughs> You know me. Get out of my slice <laughs> of the color pie! <laughs> Ooh, you blaspheming Ooh. monster! <laughs> no, it'd be blasphemous if you. S- well, I don't know. No, you're blas- Never mind. Blaspheming <laughs> of blue on my color.
1: Look at there's fight flight of fancy. It turns a creature into a flying Get creature. Out Megan, out look at that, aura. Here.
0: When it enters the battlefield, draw two cards. Okay, I'm in. Oh, that's worth it. Yeah.
1: That's pretty sweet. We all we mentioned Glen Alendra is in the set.
0: Yeah. Oh, there's just the wind, Ooh, which is one of my favorite madness great. cards. Uh it madnesses for just a single blue, return target creature to its owner's hand, or one in a blue. For bounce, bounce, answer. bounce. Lab maniac. Oh boy. Is that a real thing? If, if you, you would draw a card while your <laughs> library has no cards in it, you win the game instead. I mean, Probably not, but you never know. All right, we're
1: gonna keep looking. Keep that in your head. Oh, uh, yes. Keep that in your head. Mahumati Jin is back in the set. Oh yeah, five six flying for six. Classic old yes. creature. That's uh, one of the best from the from from the back in times. <laughs> from the back. <laughs> from the back in times. <laughs> <laughs> See what other clues we can uh, find here in blue. Snapcaster Mage reprint, which is pretty sweet. Yeah.
0: Yeah, Talrand Sky Summoner, which makes drakes when you cast instants and sorceries. Sick. So it's really into that instants and sorceries situation. Ways to
1: draw cards. That we mentioned that already. Yeah. And if you want to put auras on something, you can always choose Worldwind no. Adept to pour two proof with prowess.
0: <laughs> you can't drown out. You can't drown out the auras.
1: They're in this set. <laughs> wow, this is getting impressive. No. no. <laughs> Unstable mutation also in blue. Nora, uh, I'll let you know it gets plus three, plus three. At the beginning of upkeep, you put a minus one, minus one counter on it. Single blue mana It's kind of worth it. us with the hashtag Men- Megan's ooh. What?
0: No, do not ever use <laughs>
1: that hashtag. That's so- I just want to know how long it was. That's all. I just want to know how long it was. tweet at us with the
0: hashtag how, how long <laughs> it was. This <laughs> is not any better. I know. But, but isn't it? <laughs> Great. Thank you
1: so much for this public service
0: how long how long, wa-
1: how long it was how long was it I can't remember which one I said either works <laughs> let's go into black here uh, bitter blossoms in the set woo that's right make some one one fairies
0: <laughs> Megan's off it oh uh, yeah
1: the new art okay. is so pretty though yeah Oh, okay. So here's potentially a clue. Buried Alive Yeah, is in black, which is a f- famous cube card for two a black
0: sorcery. Search your library for up to three creature cards, put them into the graveyard, then shuffle your library. Oh, that's right. So how do we get them back? It's also got ways to sac- make opponents sacrifice creatures like Chainer's Edict. Oh, yeah. Um, Let's see. Well, keep going. Let's okay. see. Let's see. Oh, there's... Death Denied, okay. which is X black black. Return X target creature cards from your graveyard to your hand. Right, there is a way. Well... I mean, kind it'll of. help you. You get them out of your library and into your graveyard and from so your like graveyard to your hand. Heavy, drawing yes, cards, very, kind of. Yeah.
1: And tomb. The best way to put cards into your graveyard is for a single black. You get to search for a card, put it in the graveyard, and then shuffle.
0: That's right. There's also Demonic Tutor to okay. go get cards and put them in your hand. Gorio's Vengeance. Okay, here there you go. go. Return target legendary creature card from your graveyard to the battlefield. And then you have to uh, exile it at the beginning of the next end step. So it
1: better be a good card is
0: what you're telling yeah. me absolutely i mean
1: at the very least it helps you with delve like gurmog anglers in the set which we talked about
0: before here's grave strength right choose target creature for oh, sure? the top three cards of your gra- your library into your graveyard then put a plus one plus one counter on that creature for each creature card in your graveyard never mind that's a bad card don't draft it
1: <laughs> never mind Ooh, another aura mark of the vampire okay
0: get great going. great
1: <laughs> get going well, there's reanimate Oh, yeah, there you go. Okay, so this is how we're doing it. They're both rares, but reanimate single black. You can put a creature card from a graveyard onto the battlefield under your control. You lose life equal to its converted mana cost. Ooh, be careful. Be careful. Worth it. I love it. Um, a lot Ooh, of... Ooh, s- Moth. another great...
0: After Moldrifter, one of the most classic evoke creatures. Oh, yes. One in a black to evoke it, and uh, it has fear it is itself a 4 and a black for a 3-2, and when it enters the battlefield, destroy target non-artifact, non-black creature. Pretty great.
1: You can do some crazy things. Your Songs of the Damned costs a single black for an instant. Add black for each creature card in your graveyard. Wow. You can do some dumb stuff there. Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, look, at oh, us. Oh, it's us, the twins of Mara Estate. Yeah, that's right. We're so cute. This is a 3-5 for 4 and a black, or you can manage it for 2 and a black cool oh there's also unburial rights here we go this is how you're really doing it. this is the
1: real card here unburial
0: rights four in a black return target creature card from your graveyard to the battlefield and flash it back for three and a white
1: okay nice all right so yeah some ways to pitch cards and to reanimate in black lots of graveyard stuff going on lots of sacrifice stuff going on we already talked about red and let's take a look at green yeah boar umbra here's our uh, other (laughs) umbra (laughs) Plus three plus three totem armor for three mana. That's a good deal, Megan. Just think about it.
0: Wow. One it of really these days, you're gonna draft the Oros
1: deck and you are gonna be thankful. Or I'm gonna
0: or I'm gonna draft a lot of copies of Crushing Canopy. Okay. That's just, just, rude. just rude. Just rude. try them
1: all. Uh, Devoted Druid is in this set, which is a popular card in and modern it combos. That's right.
0: Eternal Witness. Cool. What a and th- I love this art. Uh, I don't know the last time that we got new art on Eternal Witness. I don't know that we ever have. Uh, So this is super cool. One green green for a 2-1 human shaman. When it enters the battlefield, you may, may return target card from your graveyard to your hand. Pretty sweet.
1: Love it. Ooh, Golgari Grave Troll coming in at rare. Yeah. This is a more graveyard synergy here. And it enters the battlefield with a plus one, plus one counter for each creature card in your graveyard. You
0: can remove counters from it to regenerate it or dredge for six. That's right. There are a lot there are a couple of dredge cards, and then there are delve cards like Hooting Mandrels. Hooting hoot, Mandrels hoot, hoot, hoot. was a great card. Yeah, it back was. In the day. Uh, five and a green, delve, four four, trample dang those monkey boys will provide a big beat for you just think about it yeah just think about that
1: <laughs> noble hierarch yeah cha-ching is in this set at rare
0: classic all
1: right this is seems classic green so Ooh, there's far.
0: penumbra worm go up a little bit Ooh. uh which is five green green for a six six trample when it dies create a six six black worm creature token with trample Ooh, that seems very difficult yeah. to deal with Here's another Umbra for you. Ooh, Snake Umbra. Great. I am Spider Umbra. Great.
1: You like this one, Snake Umbra? Whenever it deals damage to your opponent, you draw a card. Oh, I do like
0: that. All right. Ooh, hearted Warrior. Another heroic. What about Spider Spawning? Uh Uh-huh. All right, BDM. Now's your chance. There you go. You can do some green, black graveyard shenanigans. Put so many cards in your graveyard. So many cards.
1: Tarmogoyf? That's a card that cares about graveyards. Yeah.
0: Wow. don't draft Tarmogoyf to play. (laughs) <laughs> Draft it if you need it. Draft it
1: for the binder. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. I sp-
0: this is, I'm seeing so much graveyard in here. There's a lot of graveyard. Ooh, wild mongrel. This card is actually a madness a great enabler. madness enabler. One and a green for a 2-2. Two, two, discard a card. It gets plus one, plus one, and becomes the color of your choice until end of turn. Cool. Very cool.
1: Woodfall Primus. Another great cube staple here. Five, six, seven, eight mana for a 6-6 six, six Trampler. When it ETBs, destroy target non-creature permanent, it has persist, so it'll wow. do it again if it dies. Nice. And then a bunch of really powerful multicolored spells. Yeah. Wow. Angel of Despair. 5-5 five, five, Flyer. When it enters a battlefield, just destroy a permanent... Nice, sick. Gattic Teague's getting a reprint here, your buddy. Golgari Charm. Nice. You can destroy
0: enchantments. Oh boy. Wink, wink. Never mind.
1: <laughs> Leovold, uh is in this. Is in the set at Mythic.
0: Sigarda, host of herons, flying hex-proof Woo! spells and abilities your opponents control can't cause you to sacrifice permanence. It's right up your alley. I will. I will be snap picking that card oh, if I get it. People first, have been talking about one, the art one. on this new vengeful, vengeful rebirth. It's glorious. Seb McKinnon, correct? Oh, Seb McKinnon outdid himself again. This art is incredible. If you have not seen it, uh, look up the new venge- vengeful. I don't know why that card, that vengeful word is difficult for me to say. Vengeful rebirth. Great.
1: It is Looks excellent. Great. He just is nonstop hits these days. Yeah. By the way. <laughs>
0: Just like our friend that we updated you on last week, John Cougar can <laughs> Just nonstop hits. Kitchen Just nonstop fanks. hits. Ooh, here's one of your friends oh, from the Rakdos I Guild. I know. I
1: just see him and I get so excited. Rakdos Shred Freak. Crossing my fingers for a reprint. 2-1 haste for yeah. Rakdos Man Ractos. Rakdos Manor. You know, that's just, that's I
0: such just a him. classic Rakdos card. It is. I would be very surprised if you didn't get one of those buddies next and set. And the name is so good. Yeah. Just a Shred Freak. What does what does that even mean? You know uh, he likes to he he's likes a real to play shred gu- freak. Play guitar, yeah, that's true.
1: A uh, fire and ice Could returns be. in red and blue, and of course slippery boggle. Mm. And then we've got our big bad Eldrazi baddies. All is dust. Sacrifice all colored permanents. Yeah, that card is brutal. Whew. Nice. Emrakul, the Aeons Torn, is in this set along with Kozlek and Ulamog. Yeah, and plus Ulamog's our buddy Carn
0: liberated. Karn. Welcome, Karn. Karn. Big Carn. Big Carn. Big garn. Ooh, Engineered Explosives. Beware. I'm glad this card is getting a reprint because oh. that is that's a pricey card right now, and it's a great sideboard card in Modern.
1: Heap doll. Sacrifice heap doll. Exile target card from a graveyard. Weird. <laughs> okay, so th- that being in the set seems to be a pretty big clue to me that you're gonna really care about graveyards in this yeah. set.
0: Well, you know, with madness yeah. um letting you discard card like you know, enabling better discard scenarios. Lots of ways to discard cards because there's madness in the set. True. Ways to reanimate creatures, um, ways to dredge creatures, spider spawning. Yeah. I'd say graveyards are big time right now. Don't overlook lands either. Cavern of Souls is
1: reprinted, which is yeah. pretty important in the set, as well as Celestial Colonnade. If you're one of those kind of horrible people that plays with this card, that's in the Wow. Set. <laughs> and what? Dark Depths, too, for you legacy players out there. Nice. Pretty cool stuff. This set looks, like we said, yeah, a lot of graveyard. Really cool mechanics returning, too. Yes,
0: and packed with value.
1: Yay! Packed with it. I love being excited as to what I'm going to open in a pack. And nothing more exciting than sets like this. So yeah, I'm looking forward to playing with it. Um, Coming up pretty soon here. And, yeah, I'm pumped. And, by the way, stay tuned for a spicy uh, chip video featuring ultimate masters oh wow where megan wow. and i are forced to eat very spicy chips as we very crack spicy these chips. <laughs> it's time for a good luck high five soapbox
0: moment that's right everyone um the it's more the you've been waiting for <laughs> i want to make is it doesn't cost you anything to be kind wow um because not even a dollar no, you don't get charged a dollar when you are kind and inclusive to someone. That is amazing. Good um, deal. Because we've seen recently kind of a resurgence of streamers online using the using he to refer to unknown opponents.
1: Yeah, and this is you know not surprising as we're getting new streamers coming into Magic playing arena for the first time who are not used to, you know, our community or the progress that we've made collectively as a community over the past few years. Yes.
0: Uh, And so the biggest things I want to say are one, if you are yourself a streamer um, or even when you're talking about the game and unknown opponents use the word they, uh, or use opponent, as some people are saying. Or use enemy or villain or anything fun like that if you I've want to. i heard Marshall use
1: oppo on stream, which I think is pretty cool. Yeah. Some people say OP.
0: Exactly. Something that is inclusive that says, we know that it's not just people who use the pronoun he who are playing this game. Yeah. Uh, and it literally costs you nothing. I don't understand why people get so upset about being like, well, like, call, like I'll just use he. Why do you care? And it's like, why do you <laughs> why, why do you care? you care i told you why i care it's because <laughs> i want someone to tune into a stream and be like hey there's a place for me here if if the streamer that you're watching is a guy and they're only using male oh, pronouns like nails to refer-
1: on a chalkboard exactly
0: and imagine if there's like anyone like whether it's someone who's non-binary whether it's so- like a woman tuning in and being like oh my goodness there's not a place for me here this person is obviously indicating with their language that this is not a community for me. Yeah. That is why I care. It costs you nothing to be inclusive. So why would you oppose that? Why would you oppose being inclusive with your language?
1: I tweeted something about this this past weekend because I was just, you know, I I framed it positively, like thanking people for not doing it because a lot of people are so excellent and they don't do this in the community. It means a lot to me. But I got a lot of replies that were like, why does this you know, matter? And we've, we've said why it matters, but they just can't understand that such a little change is something they should bother themselves so it could really make a difference. And that's yeah. because they don't see the privilege that they have in being in a community that always represents them and always refers to everybody as he. So it doesn't affect them in their daily lives. Yeah. But... The truth of the matter is it is very impactful for, for to people who that is not true. Yeah. So every time somebody says he, 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 he playing against an opponent and I'm sitting there and I literally saw somebody do it when their opponent's name was Sarah. Yeah. And this is just like me, like wanting to just scream from the inside, you know, like seeing this over and over and over again and hearing it is yeah. like just a thousand pricks with a needle. Right. That eventually adds up.
0: And do you know what also I want to say is that like if you're watching streamers, I just want to tell you, like, you deserve better. Like, you deserve streamers who are being inclusive. Absolutely. If you, like, I hope that you're not tuning into people because you're like, these are the only people that I have to watch. Um, There are streamers out there who are being inclusive. And, y- like, you have the right to try and talk to these people. Um, and sometimes they've just never thought about it. Yeah. And, like, great, you're bringing it to their attention. And if they push back, then you know Stop watching that person. Don't waste your time with them. Exactly. You deserve someone who will create an inclusive community, even if you are already included, even if you already feel like this world is for me, but you care enough about the people around you who want to play. Absolutely. Um.
1: And just little things. Little (laughs) things matter like this. And they're just very... like. Uh, what's the word? Minuscule changes that you can make that can make a world of difference to somebody else. Yeah. And why wouldn't
0: you do that? Exactly. Why wouldn't you? You know, and
1: you don't have to be perfect. You can mess up sometimes. You can stumble. It's totally fine. As long as you're making the effort, it gets easier and easier every time you do it. And to be honest with you, it's not that freaking hard to start with. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly.
0: It's not that hard. (laughs) We'll give you some time to pick it up. Yeah. But like, you know, get on board this train. It's going into the future. (laughs) Do you 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 want to on the train? Trains only go one direction, (laughs) so it is not going backwards. You cannot take this train into the past. Wow, this became a really good metaphor. Our train thing that we set up years Years ago ago was always leading to this moment of trains only go forward (laughs) into the future. (laughs) that is that is incredible yeah yeah you know that's why we said it all those Uh, years ago yeah (laughs) but yeah like you're worth it our community's worth it yes it really is yeah do you know what I I had a funny thought like you you said you framed it very positively Mm. when you tweeted about it and you do that like you're very good about that like you're very good (laughs) at being like positive and cheerful and as I was reading it I was like and I don't I don't have that gift (laughs) I don't. Well, I, I had to I consciously like, think about it because know. you know I started from a place of
1: being upset and negative, and I'm like, you know what? I can just I can yeah. just flip this, and it'll be the same impact.
0: I don't have that filter on. Like I can't. <laughs> That's I, I don't put in that effort. And, but anyways, as I was reading, it, I was thinking that, and I was like, you're like you're like the wonderful like Disney Pixar version of like promoting <laughs> inclusivity, and I'm like. I'm like the Coen Brothers movie (laughs) version of it. (laughs) (laughs) Megan will drink your milkshake unless you are inclusive. Yes, exactly.
1: (laughs) It takes all kinds. You know, our world needs everything.
0: I'm out here in no country for old
1: men (laughs) territory. Oh my gosh! Great. Now all we need is the Coen Brothers to direct a Disney Pixar movie, and then we'll and li- then we'll really then be we'll in it. It'll be like the. Do you know what? I would watch the hack. So of would that I. Film. That sounds great. It's actually, a great crossover. what would happen? <laughs> wow. Call us Coen Brothers. I know yeah, you listen. Just for sure. <laughs> I think one of your names is Ethan. I don't know about the other yeah,
0: one. Yeah. Th- well, it's definitely Ethan. And what's the other one? Uh, Wow, I can't believe that we know one of them. I know we both but we know don't know the either. other. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, other Cohen
1: brother. Wow, if you're one of the Cohen brothers and you listen to this, please tweet at us. If you're the other Cohen <laughs> brother, hashtag, you don't have to. <laughs> the other Cohen brother. <laughs> I want to know who it is. Oh, you're googling it. Yeah. I'm okay, saying. thank goodness because uh, we can't live in the suspense of not knowing. I'm going to guess oh, Mark Joel. Joel
0: that's it yeah we knew that sorry Joel somewhere in somewhere uh, in I, somewhere it's I did know it all oh, also I've heard that The Ballad of Buster Scruggs is very good is it always? which is their new Netflix um, oh, original m- original yeah cool
1: anyways anyways that's what's go. going Where's on there? with the Coen brothers <laughs> add them to the list of celebrity updates yep this has been a good look. high five soapbox moment
0: That's our show for this week. That's right. You know, party on,
1: party peoples. Hey, guess who's going to be partying on, Megan? Who? It's going to be Doug Hagerman of Cedar Falls, Iowa. That's
0: right. Congratulations Yay. to Doug, the winner of this month's Gleam giveaway. He's going to get a sick box of Ultra Pro and Card Kingdom and good luck high five swag. If you want to be the next Doug Hagerman, all you have to do is, <laughs> is click
1: on the gl- The Nux. <laughs> the next. <laughs> the next Doug. <laughs> <laughs> Click on the Gleam link in the show notes and enter. There's a couple of ways to enter. One is being YouTube sub and one is being a subscriber on our Twitch channel. And, uh, yeah, you get entered doing all this sweet stuff. Very cool. It's pretty pretty cool stuff. And, yeah, uh, lots of exciting magic stuff coming up. Remember to follow us on twitch.tv slash GLHFmagic to check out our super cool featured stream and also other streams and also our YouTube videos on Wednesday. Yeah. YouTube.com slash five. And like we said at the top... Um, Go into the show notes and subscribe to our board games channel because we're going to start building that up over there and we're not going to cross yes. the streams as it were. With and that way
0: you can also check up on those those games that whether you're interested in backing new stuff on Kickstarter as it's coming out and you want to know what's good yeah. to back on Kickstarter, be on top of all those new games and stuff to play with your family around the holidays uh, where your family, they don't need to be all big like, gamers. Hardcore gamers. Exactly. Yeah. It's just stuff that you can bring to your family to any you know, group gathering table and have a really good time playing. I'm excited for that video. I really am. Yeah. So that's on our sister
1: channel, which will eventually be GLHF board games, but only after we have a hundred subs only after you smash so that go sub button. and
0: find it. Also, if you want one of these special hoodies, oh yes. this is your literal only opportunity. It's They're only so going to be good. up for maybe two weeks. Yeah. Um, we'll let people get in on this and that will also, that link will also be in the show notes Yep, Um, because it's just a little Google form. So we know what you want in the back and all of your sizing and that sort of stuff. Printed
1: locally here in Minneapolis, Minnesota, great local company. So, um, yeah, no reason not to, unless you don't want
0: one. (laughs) In which case. (laughs) What a great logic. (laughs) You cannot argue with that. No reason not to, unless you don't want one. Anyway, deeply true for hanging out. And
1: uh, please consider becoming a patron of our show over on patreon.com slash glhfmagic. Consider it a holiday present to Megan and myself becoming a patron at the end of the month. We would love yes. to see you here before the year ends. It's almost December. That's right. Weird.
0: Weird. <laughs> and with that, we say to you, Weird. Weird. <laughs>